friends, welcome to Flying Casual. Today is an important day in history. So important, uh, Holly, that I actually put a pause on my uh, Jane the Virgin binge. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm caught up in, you know, in my team Raph and my team Michael. And and those of you that, you know, haven't watched Jane the Virgin, you probably think that I'm talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I get it. I get it. Big Raph guy here. And I think I'm a big Raph guy in Jane the Virgin. I did get a text from Michael's sister. You got me hooked on Jane the Virgin. I can't stop. You're welcome. And I'm sorry at the same time. Oh, it's so good. But guys, I mean, so, so an important day. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's important if that's, if I'm stopping that hardcore season two, but guys, Disney had their 2020 investor day today. And I mean, you've got all these people out there. It's going to be a huge reveal. I take it with a grain of salt nowadays because everyone and their mother uh, is is a is a behind the scenes uh, 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 reporter of some sort. Everyone on Twitter, everyone thinks they've got the uh, the inside word. The scoop. The scoop. Yes, thank you, Holly. You're in the industry, so you understand what that means. <laughs> um, so, but so you take that with a grain of salt, right? That's today. I didn't take it too seriously. I worked till five thirty, almost six. I knew this thing was happening at 4.30. I'm like, it's probably going to be nothing. They're probably just going to say, hey, we're releasing the Cassian show, and Obi-Wan will be like, yeah, we know. Um, but a huge day for Star Wars fans. I mean, a huge day for Star Wars fans across the spectrum. Across a big win for Star Wars fans across I'll tell the you, spectrum. Holly? I'll tell you what happened. Yeah. It's like 6 o'clock, yeah. maybe a little after 6. I'm about to go up to the loft to yep. start working on a commission. Yep. Michael's... Thinking about Taco Bell. Well, then it's not Friday yet, so we don't jump the gun. Then we get a text from our own Luke Elder. Yeah. It says, soon, streaming soon. Yeah. I, I was like, I what's I had forgotten about the, the investor uh, uh, demonstration or uh, release at, uh, at that point. But yeah, Luke sent us a link. And I'm like, what the hell is it? And then while I'm driving... Well, I opened it and Michael Holly's said, trying turn to, it off. She's turn trying off. to show me YouTube videos and I have no idea what's happening. I'm like, this isn't safe for one because I'm not a distracted driver. Two, I have no context of what she's showing me. She's like, I don't know. Here's some video of uh, of uh, uh, the Patty, Patty Jenkins. Jenkins. I'm like, what about? She's like, I don't know, Michael. It's just a video that Patty Jenkins is on. So I'm like, okay, it's not Star Wars related. Turns out it was huge spoiler in the car. I didn't get to actually watch it, but I could hear what was going on. But guys, it was just, I mean, I think we're all in a little bit of shock as to how much was revealed. I mean, some of it expected, some of it somewhat expected, some of it out of left field. No idea some of these things were coming out. And it's just, Disney's decided to just say, they're just, they got this check and they were ready to deposit it uh, December uh, 10th of 2020 uh, because we're all going to be hooked for the foreseeable future. And I'm talking to everyone. This is this is an announcement for all Star Wars fans, whether you like the sequel trilogy, whether you didn't, whether you're a huge prequel fan, whether you're not. It, it's It was for everyone. Uh, Luke, when we started this Skype call, uh, you you felt it felt like you were a little shocked, and we're still soaking into uh, the revelations that we just discovered a few hours ago. Now, I, I mean, no, Siri, I don't need your help. Um, but uh, how are you feeling right now? I mean, have you come to a little bit to kind of uh, kind of take this in and, and let it let it let it sit? Yes, I'm still feeling a bit. Sh- 
shell-shocked, and you, you described it, it well. I had I remember hearing rumblings that there might be big news this week, uh, but uh, I just had the YouTube alert pop up on my phone for the Cassian Andor sizzle reel. Ugh. It was sizzly. Ugh. Um, and that was fun. I was like, oh, this is cool. This is a project we already knew about. And then... Some other friends of mine started messaging me about all the other stuff being posted on Twitter yeah. by Disney and Lucasfilm about all these projects. And I was having trouble uh, keeping track of what they were saying. And my head was spinning. And uh, it, it's a lot to take in all at once. But what I, um, you know, you mentioned the Patty Jenkins video already. So I think I'll start with that one. Yeah. Uh, it blew me away just because it was cool. And because it's Rogue Squadron, which I uh, am a huge fan of that Legends book series. It was really the first the first Star Wars novels I got into. Uh, And when I first heard the title of Rogue One back when that was revealed, Mm. I thought my first thoughts were, is this about Wedge? Is this a Rogue Squadron movie? Uh, so then, you know, learn later, that's not what it was. I was a little disappointed at first because I would have loved that. And now to think that we're getting something akin to that, uh, is pretty incredible. And like a lot of fans, I probably have a little bit of fear about so much all at once. Yeah. And will it all be worthy of, of, of the way I feel about Star Wars? But that, again, that Patty Jenkins video calms my fears a bit there if they make the right decisions and put the right people in place i think it it can it can pay off and i don't watch many movies that aren't star wars as i was telling you so i don't know a lot of her other work but just the the personal story she told about why a movie about rogue squadron was right for her that she had a a father who was a military pilot who i I guess died in action it sounds like yeah um, and that she'd been looking for a story to tell about military pilots and, and the right one hadn't come along uh, until now, she yeah. says. So, I mean, it, it, I think if they're putting people in place who, one, you know, are quality filmmakers and two, um, can really relate personally to it, um, I think that's that's a good sign. And I hope that that's the case for all these people that are going to be involved. Yeah, that one hit the most, I think of everything we saw uh and we'll, we'll continue on with that holly you, you first watched it in the car and i, I think you were <laughs> watching it directly from patty jenkins's twitter because it was probably trending or whatever i don't think disney themselves actually released it because they wanted it to be such a, a huge reveal um i think bob Iger then retweeted uh, uh her 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 uh, uh tweet um what did you think it felt it felt super genuine yeah like, oh yeah I, it wasn't yeah it was scripted i'm sure but like just the amount of times that she was kind of correcting herself and what and what she wanted to say it felt awfully genuine and just like i'm i've been sincerely wanting to do something like this for a long time and and, and what a better opportunity yeah. here i think that I think that Patty Jenkins is awesome. I think that everyone saw that with Wonder Woman. I think yeah. that was an extremely popular movie. Yeah. And she has a lot of vision. I think yeah. she has good vision. I think she's very authentic. Mm-hmm. I think she has a lot of pride in what she does. Absolutely. And I think that when people put their heart and soul into a project, you can tell. Yeah. And that's what she does. Yeah. So I'm really excited about this. I yeah. love Patty Jenkins. I think she's great anyway. Yeah. But I think she has 
a lot to give and I think she has a real story to tell yeah. and I think she's going to do a phenomenal job with this. I think yeah. that it hits very close to home for her because like Luke was saying, her dad died when she was just like a little girl. Yeah. And I think that was something growing up that her family had to figure out, you know, as to any family, as mm-hmm. does any family that loses a parent or, you know, a sibling or something to things like this. And I think the fact that she wants to tell a story and they're yeah. allowing her to like use this as a way to do it. Mm-hmm. I just think it's going to be really good. And this is a feature film, right? Uh-huh. I mean, we are getting the red carpet for this bad boy. It's And you know what? Patty Jenkins finally got to get some of that Disney money. Let's go. Because you know what? She did a hell of a job uh, with her first installment there in Wonder Woman uh, uh, for, for DC. Uh, fantastic movie. And, and you're hearing huge raving reviews about the uh, second Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. So super pumped for that. Got some DC money coming in. Got some Marvel money coming in or some Disney money now. Like It's good for her. And, and she's someone with some success here with this Rogue Squadron film. She's someone you'll see around in Disney for a long, yeah. long time. Because um, yeah. there's there's plenty of stories to be told out there. Um, and, and there's not a whole lot that, you know, we, we, we know about Rogue Squadron, like Luke said, from some legend stories. And the website really doesn't give us a whole lot. Wait, Luke, can you just give a quick breakdown, just real quick, of Rogue Squadrons? Because I'm not actually familiar with that. Yeah, it's, it's a great... Um legends novel series with with wedge as the main character as as rogue leader and it takes place after return of the jedi uh there's a great um stretch where they're actually um liberating coruscant which hasn't been liberated yet Mm. um really fantastic um complex plot around how they do that and how um one of the the admirals or moths who's still around is this woman, uh, Izard, and she's very tricky, like a, 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 a an Admiral Thrawn type character, and she actually sets a virus loose oh. on the planet as the Empire evacuates to kind of leave this mess for the New Republic once they actually liberate the planet. Um, and then the book carries on, and it, it leads into eventually um, them becoming less of a just a fighter squadron and they actually become this like um ground forces spy group in addition to being pilots and some of the some of the later books um yeah there's like eight or nine of, of them in the old legends um series and there's eventually a jedi emerges from the group of pilots mm-hmm. and stuff and, and things like that it's uh, uh, I really enjoyed them. And Michael Stackpole, who was the author who started the series, and then Aaron Alston wrote some of them as well. But Michael Stackpole, um, I think, was the very first comment on um, Patty Jenkins' video. So it was really cool. So I don't know if they gave him, like, a heads up so he got the timing right. He was, like, the first one on there. Bring him on That's for some great. of the story. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe it's some, you know, to honor the, the past. I love in this video, if you haven't seen it, go to her Twitter page and watch it because it's really great. Mm-hmm. And like Michael said – you feel like they told her like, Hey, like generally speak about this project and why you want, like why you wanted to be a part of it. But you could tell what she's saying is coming from her. She didn't, she's not reading it off a script. It's not, they're not lines that she memorized. She doesn't need that. But I love as they're filming it. She's kind of doing something, but it's up close and you can't tell what she's doing. And then she gets up and she walks away and you realize she like puts a helmet on and you realize that she's getting ready to get into, um, one of the jumpsuits. Yeah, one of the jumpsuits, yeah. and she's 
you know, boarding her ship. Yeah. And it's one of the rebel ships. And I just think that that is so awesome. And was she got, rollerblading before, too? She was. Yeah. She's like, let's go. She likes to go really fast. And, you know, I've never thought about, you know, rollerblading at an at a airport like that on a runway. That sounds awesome. I'm down. And I will saw some Cessnas out there with the, with the oh, X-Wing. Yeah. That was cool. I will also say this. I know I've said this on the podcast before. Usually, like, ships and battles like that, that's not really, like, my oh, space. Holly. I'm not super into that kind of thing, but I yeah. do love what she did with Wonder Woman. And I just think that having her be the one running this movie is going to make at least me more interested to see it. Yeah. So I really like that. It's exciting. And, and, and there's a lot that they can do here. This this could be an opportunity, like men, like Luke mentioned, with the, the Legends material that we have references for. I mean, there's a lot that they can do with that. We, we, we don't have a ton of story about Wedge. We don't have a ton of story about this this republic post you know return so i don't know this could it, it probably won't be directly from the stories but uh it's definitely going to be an inspiration for them and you're going to have some of those awesome characters um and who knows we, I, we could even get some coruscant material we haven't been back in a long time we've we've heard references of coruscant since the prequels but we really don't know what's going on we really don't know what the Empire was doing there. We really don't know so much in Legends what's or in canon what's changed. So I'm excited to see where they're going to take that. And and as much as all of us were kind of wondering, like, wow, we kind of skipped over post six and went into the sequel trilogy where things felt very established, but now it's just like this just like a huge like tsunami of like post episode six material that we're getting to to really flesh out that time period and whether that was planned or not I, luke would is this a is this a pivot you know from from you know some of the reception of the sequel trilogy and people were saying you know what there was a lot of good time there that we could have could have fleshed out and uh why didn't we do that was, was, is this a is this a specific choice or, or is this a pivot to say hey you're right like there's a lot of cool stuff there we can tap into uh is, is that what they're doing here i i've heard more than one person say that the you know, some of the coolest parts of the sequel trilogy are the backstory that you don't actually ever see that you just learn of. Yeah. Um, you know, Luke's Jedi, new Jedi order and, and Ben Solo's fall and, and all these things that you get glimpses of, or you get told in the sequel trilogy and people are like, I would have rather seen that. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, you know, that we're not getting those stories directly. It sounds like through these, but like maybe we can get some connections and, and it's a time period that's really fascinating We've already seen some in The Mandalorian, just about you know what the, what the state of the galaxy is with the uh, Empire in retreat, um, and you know the, the New Republic trying to grapple with things. So, it, <laughs> my friend was uh, messaging me though. He's like, I don't want everything to be in the same timeline of, of Mandalorian. I want to yeah. I want to see um, you know some different time periods, maybe before the prequels or you know post yeah. post Rise of Skywalker, and then. Um, it either hadn't been posted yet, or he just hasn't seen the the um, as it Lena Headley series that mm-hmm. is going to be set towards the end of the High Republic era. Yep. So that is actually set in a different time period. Uh, so he was like, "Oh, right, here we go. We got at least one <laughs> sort of outside of the the main 
sort of playground time areas that we see with so many of these series, you know, whether it be Rebels or Cassian or Obi-Wan, you know, that all take place in that in-between prequel and original trilogy era, which is a really rich era. And then we're getting all this post-Jedi, you know, pre-Force Awakens stuff. But, yeah, this is going to be jumping off really into a, a totally new timeline. And and we don't know what when um, Rogue Squadron is going to be set. Mm-hmm. With Patty Jenkins, it, that you know, that could be set post Rise of Skywalker. Who knows? I mean, yep. it makes you think it would may, maybe overlap with the original trilogy era, yep. um, but there's no, there's not any details other than her rollerblading and putting on an orange jumpsuit. So, yeah, <laughs> who no, knows? nothing that indicated where we were going, who story we were going to hear, and and that's that. I think that's great. And it did feel though with a lot of it felt like with a lot of these releases it was uh, at the end of the description it was takes place during the time of the Mandalorian which also you could you can say generally is that just mean post episode six like a few years after like a decade or so after because we don't really know how long that time I mean we're jumping it seems like weeks if not months you know and on maybe years even at some point so. We're not really sure where that could be. We just know it's kind of post six, a very rich era uh, here that we're we're definitely delving into. Let's let's go to the next big one, guys, because we started talking about it before I pressed record, and I tell these guys stop talking about Star Wars if I'm not recording it. What was it? Because it's too rich. It's too rich. It needs to be recorded for eternity, <laughs> not sent out into the ether where only the three of us and Chewie hear it. Uh, let's talk about the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Oh yeah. Because, I mean, as much as we already knew, it's an Obi-Wan series. It's called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Pretty original. We all knew this was coming. And then they drop the bombshell. Hayden Christensen's back. He's back. And yes, we have been talking about it. We're not so surprised that they're bringing him back to reprise his role. We're surprised by the fact that on December 10th of 2020, they're telling us that he's coming back and that it's not some massive reveal in the show. We have a limited series, six episodes. Keep it in. Just keep it until it airs. I think that no, would have been the show is, amazing. The show is Holly. about Obi-Wan. It's Holly. not about Darth Vader. It is. But what a juicy little mm. present for every Star Wars fan that exists. You know, and I, 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 is this a little to appease some of the naysayers that aren't fans of what's happening? Sure. We all really hoped it was happening. But, like, uh, Luke, am I wrong? Maybe this could have been a nice reveal. Like, we know Vader's going to be in it. But, like, is I mean, keep us guessing for a little while. Am I wrong? No, no. My, my feeling is precisely I'm... I'm over the moon that that Hayden's being brought back. I think it's wonderful for him. Uh, the speculation all along with this series is will Vader be in it? Mm. I was eighty percent certain he would be in some capacity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want I, I want more Baby Yoda moments. November twenty nineteen. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't watch that one before work. That was back in the day when we went to an office physically. Oh, yeah. when was that? And uh, yeah. I remember I watched ten, like ten minutes of the episode 
before leaving for work that morning just to squeeze a little bit and just get a feel for what it was going to be like. And I remember, I think, talking with you, who might have already watched the full episode, mm-hmm. Michael, in the morning, and then talking with you know Kelly at work as well. And he had done the same thing as I did, where he'd watched just a few, <laughs> a few minutes of it before going to work, and then we caught the rest that evening. But not knowing anything about Baby Yoda and then the reveal at the end of that episode one of the most amazing moments of television or movie I've ever had. Yeah. And uh, I have loved, loved, you know, season two of Mandalorian so far. But unfortunately, all the big characters that were added to the season were spoiled yeah. through the through the reports and the, the rumors. And they were great. I, I still think... That Ahsoka episode is my favorite episode of the series so far. Yeah. So it didn't ruin it didn't ruin it for me, but I didn't have that moment of um, just like wonder and amazement that that either a new character that I was familiar with got brought in a different way, or that there's this brand new thing that you've never seen before. And obviously, yeah. like we know we know Vader. I mean, uh, but I would have liked to have turned on Obi Wan in um, what late 2021, early 2022, maybe, yeah. and and had. You know, maybe you hear the the breath mm. before you even see the image of Vader or something in a scene, and to like, all right, he's here. Yeah. Um, or like, if you cast Hayden too, my my friend was messaging me about this. We're gonna see some some off some off helmet action, aren't we? Yeah. Like, right? I, I don't. Or, I don't think you would announce this if you weren't. Right. Like if this was just a, even if these were, and that's, that's what I'm starting to think. I think first they're getting out ahead of it. Right. We got all these leaks. We got all these people calling this crap and you're right, Luke, it takes some of the fun out of it. Like I still love the hell out of it, but then I'm just like, okay, I knew that it's awesome, but I knew it. And, and we want, we wanted Hayden to come back in some capacity to, to represent Vader. And rather than the few seconds of, of time he got to wear the suit, like let's let him let's let him tap into that dark side, you know, that we were seeing there in in episode two, and really let him play with a little more. I mean, you don't have George Lucas kind of running the shots. Let him play with a little. He's a good actor. Let him play with it. And uh, phrasing, Holly, where are you? It must be late. <laughs> um, and so I think they're getting out ahead of it. And then it's just there's going to be a lot of Vader in this. Right, I, I mean, I feel like if if, if this were just going to be a brief, you know, see him draining out of the back to tank or whatever Ew. moment, maybe that would be it again. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Um, or in his meditation chamber moment, I, I I don't know if we would announce that right now. You know, I, I just feel like we're going to get a lot more Darth Vader in this series than I think we, any of us were expecting. Holly, I mean. How does that make you feel? If that if that's the case, we we, we had some issues with it, right? We maybe wanted right. some flashbacks, but now that you know, confirmed. Hey, unless I'm reading a spoof article, Hayden Christensen <laughs> is in the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Disney punked us all. I was actually worried. There was so much happening; it felt like we were being punked. Like, let's mess with Star Wars fans. Well, every time I read an announcement from Star Wars, yeah. Michael was like, who said that? Yeah, I was hey, got to like, verify those sources. I you was know like, what I'm saying? listen, it was Star Wars themselves. Huh. Um, I, first of all, everyone in the group is like giving me a hard time because it's Hayden Christensen and everyone knows how I feel. Just like superficially <laughs> how I feel about him. Yeah. Um, but it's funny. People are tagging me in it and people are like, Fantastic. hey, Holly, like this is just for you. Like yeah. whatever. But I think... 
um, for real, good for Hayden Christensen for coming back to this because mm-hmm. I know that he had a really hard time after the prequels. Mm-hmm. People didn't treat him right. People yeah. were mean to him. Yeah. I think you know, people were saying really nasty things about him. And I think for Hayden to come back into this fandom after the way that they treated him, I think that's very big. Yeah. And so that I'm excited for that. And to me, that means that this role was a good enough role for him to agree to come back to. Yeah. And you you know what, that, that, that started with him showing up a celebration (laughs) that started with him. I'm sure coming out of his comfort zone saying, Boy, it's been a long time since I've been around this. It comes out, (laughs) receives a standing ovation. People are just applauding the hell out of him because you're right. People feel for him. He gave a hell of a performance for what it was. And, guys, don't forget, he's up up there with Samuel L. Jackson, Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor, huge names, fantastic actors. It's just the way this thing was executed. It's the way Who, they were directed. Do we know who's directing this? That hasn't been announced. Deborah Chow. Deborah Chow. Oh. And that's what I'm saying. I think I think we get this is gonna be way more real. Yeah. Than Revenge of the Sith. Yep. This 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 uh soap opery, space opery dialogue, it's gone. Yeah. It's gonna be, it's a, gonna be real. It's gonna real, be real. Dark. And I well, and Luke. Yeah, go ahead, Michael. No, no I was just, I was just going to talk about like what I wanted to see. I, maybe that, that's what you were going with. Now I'm 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 thinking about that uh, the meditation chamber. You know, we got glimpses of Vader in in his meditation chamber. I, I could see him, you know, taking the helmet off there, and that's where our reveal is. And he's having flashbacks. He's having moments of meditation, of darkness, and of revenge. I, I think like in the comics. I, that we were going to get to that. Yeah, oh. you're absolutely right. So I, I don't know. Maybe that's the Luke where you're going, but what, what, what do you got? Well, I had to go back and reread some of the tweets that's, that the Star Wars account put out after mm-hmm. you said, you know, oh, are we going to get flashbacks? What is it going to be like? Because, yeah, that, that could make sense, like some when he's still Anakin flashbacks that yeah. everyone's looking back on. But then when you look at the tweet and it says Hayden Christensen, um, well, where is Vader returns yeah, returning as is Vader. Darth Vader. Yep. Um, you know, leaving no ambiguity about it. So that to me, just again, like, you know, they're, they're laying all the cards out. Yeah. It, it reminds me of, of the Palpatine laugh at the end of the Rise of Skywalker trailer yeah. and McDermott being there at celebration. It's like, yeah. it, it, it points to what you said that we're going to get a good amount of Vader. And I think yeah. early, yeah, this is only a, a six, did they confirm six or eight episodes six, you know, yep. and done? Yep. Um, so it's it's not going to be buried, and he's going to appear in the last minute of, of episode yeah. six. Given you know if it's if it holds to like Emperor and Rise of Skywalker because they're like he's in the first you know minute or two of the movie, so let's just put it out there. Yeah. You know, give the hint in the trailer and, and with McDermott and everything. So. Yeah, it would suggest that that he's he's going to be a a significant part of the show. That's a great point because before we started having this conversation, I didn't really dig into the tweet, and I was thinking like, I don't know, like okay, he'll make he'll make an appearance, and then that's it. Because if if we're thinking this is ten years after, well, we're not thinking. We know this is ten years after Revenge of the Sith. Like he's not in good shape. Yeah, like he's just not. So I mean, they can have the 
off, like with the helmet off. But mm-hmm. Michael and I were talking about it earlier because I was like, you know, I think it's a good thing that Hayden Christensen really doesn't look like he's aged very much. And Michael was like, I don't really think it's going to matter. Yeah, they can do it. Because this is ten years after. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I will add of the of the tweet angle, it is by far the tweet with the most likes, over two hundred thousand oh. of all these yeah. Star Wars tweets. Absolutely. Like the next closest thing is the Ahsoka series likes um, at seventy five. So it's like. It's the big one. Yeah. Well, what an opportunity for Hayden Christensen to define Darth Vader. We we only really know Darth Vader behind the mask. Even even Darth Vader in the comics, you never really see him in his, his meditation chamber with his helmet off or at any point like that. We saw him in Rogue One look pretty nasty. But you didn't really get any idea for the personality that's under that mask. What an opportunity, I think, to let Hayden define this new age Darth Vader. I'm so pumped for him. I'm so pumped yeah. that we're getting something. And as much as I wanted their interactions to be short, give me all the Hayden Christensen. However, that's a big however. I do not know still if I want them to interact at all. Am I? Are we still all kind of in an agreement that it's? It seems far fetched that they won't interact now. That you have these two mega Star Wars stars, Holly. It, how likely is it that they're actually going to interact? Which could now change our ideas of some of the past interactions yeah. that we've seen them. You know, that's that's kind of what I was thinking. It's a fifty-fifty. I, I don't know. I know. I think on this one, I'm just going to have to take a wait and see approach because I don't want to speculate too much because either I'm going to be really disappointed. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully I won't. Hopefully I won't be. You won't be now. But I also don't want to be like, man, this is what I have to see. And then it not happen and maybe like, eh, I know I can do that to myself sometimes. So I try not to do that. But I don't don't know. I think that it's going to kind of change how we view some of the things that have happened in like the prequels and well, at the end of the prequels and I don't and then and, and a new hope. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I, when, when we last, you know, saw each other, uh, Obi-Wan, I was, but the learner. Now I'm the master. Is he talking oh. about <laughs> that, that fight on Mustafar or are we kind of, I don't know if you call it retconning, but like from a certain point of view, I was still, you know, you know, after 10 years, of being Vader, I was still the learner. I, and you know, I don't know. It kind of like speaks to the writers and how they're able to go back and fill in these gaps so well and work mm-hmm. with what they already have. Because I feel like it's not always going to be seamless because yeah. these movies were written forty years ago. Yeah, but they can manage to do it, and we love it anyway. Yeah. Luke, I, 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 we're we're set ten years after the events. Of Revenge of the Sith, that's that's a m- much longer than I expected. If I'm being frank, are we going to see an interaction between the two? Maybe a stare down, a lightsaber battle. I feel like it's it, to have Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader in a movie and not see a lightsaber, far fetched. But I mean, uh, you got to you. Gotta, <laughs> we also need to think about all that we've read and witnessed. During this time period, I need to put a timeline together. But but Luke, ten years after, how much interaction are we going to get between the two? There's there's got to be at least one you know really significant moment, confrontation, showdown. 
and I think it's going to come down to the line there. There's good in him. Padme's dying words to Kenobi. Kenobi. <laughs> or Kenobi. Uh, I mean, that's Kenobi. Cool too. <laughs> um, you know, and, and that was, you know, a big part of this, the early part of the new Vader line in the comics was him um, seeing that footage from Polis Massa of, mm-hmm. of her, her last moments in her um, there with Obi-Wan. And I think, you know, it's, I think Obi-Wan wants to believe her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's going to be about him wrestling with is she right, and 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 testing that, yeah. and, and and testing it by having to come face to face with him and see. And then I think I mean ultimately we know the answer, but I think it will still be interesting because it's it, it it's still intriguing in the how um, you know he's he's. He's not going to find much good in Invader because ultimately he tells Luke, "You, you just have to kill him. And yeah. There's no, he yeah. has to be destroyed. There's no other option." So by by the time of of the original trilogy, he he doesn't believe Padme's words. He doesn't. But I think you can play with. He he still wants to believe them at this time, and and so what what does that lead him to do? Boy. I do want to say this is also a conversation that's happening in the Flying Casual Facebook group right now. And the general consensus is that the group doesn't really seem to want them to have a face-to-face interaction. Okay, okay. I think that a lot of people are worried that it's going to ruin, as Wade said, the reunion in A New Hope. And I, I guess that is like a delicate... It is. Very delicate. You, and that's that's what happens when you're going to go back and you're going to fill in story, and you want to tap into these these actors that are you know you know in their prime and and, and they're willing and, and and capable of fulfilling this role. It's delicate. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. But I think you just got to trust the writers. Yeah, you just have I, to. <laughs> I'm also curious to see if this changes the minds of anybody who I, there's a big conversation yeah. also, or a big discussion on Twitter that's been ongoing about are Anakin and Darth Vader two different people. Oh, and that's right. a conversation that I just I keep seeing it come up over and over and over again. And it's so it's like 50 50 people are like, no, they're the same person. People are like, no, they're different people. Yeah. And I'm just curious if having Hayden Christensen play Darth Vader, because Darth Vader was not a role mm-hmm. that he himself had played before he had played Anakin, mm-hmm. and then Anakin in the transition to Darth Vader, but ultimately mm-hmm. like he's not been in that Darth Vader state of mind, in my opinion. Yeah. Other people could feel differently. And so I think that is going to kind of push Hayden as an actor, too. Oh, yeah. Because that is a different role to play than Anakin. Oh, absolutely. But you're, I, I think <laughs> there's going to be an opportunity for a, just a, a dual personality here. Like, you, like you're talking about Anakin and Vader. In the 2017 Vader line, the comic line, we obviously are seeing <laughs> Darth Vader, Anakin, struggling with his choices. I mean, I'll forever be captivated by the one page where he goes to Tatooine and this is a vision he's having but he doesn't actually go a vision of himself going to Tatooine and apologizing to his master Obi-Wan it was one of the, 
a profound moment where I just wept on my comic. It was just like, what if? What if he made that choice and then he went and killed the emperor like he did in his vision? Grappling with the choice that he made. But then flash forward to the comics that we're reading right now that are decades later still having those issues. Not not to that extent, but having flashbacks to Padme. Regrets. Did I make the right choice? I still don't even believe that I killed her because that's not who I am. He still has not accepted that, in my opinion, in the comic we're reading right now. I have a question. Yeah, Holly. Do you think that there's any way that Natalie Portman would come back in flashbacks in the Obi-Wan show? Holy shit. That never even crossed my mind. Some more private moments that they maybe had. I would be down. Let Yeah, Natalie Portman. Holy cow. Fantastic actress. Let her do her thing. As Padme. Luke, would you? I mean, obviously we're down, right? Yeah, I have to admit, I, I thought about it a few minutes earlier than than, uh, than Holly that you brought it up. Uh, that it, it crossed my mind for sure. Like, oh, if, if they've got Hayden back, I, I I think it would be great. I think it'd be cool. One, I, I don't think she would do it. Um, I'm, I'm just not sure that she would want to be involved. Yeah. Um, but yeah, never seen ever. Who knows? True. Uh, second, I. It still is a Kenobi series, so I think Sorry. he's going to be our, our main point of view, right, yep. you assume. So given that it will be mostly from his perspective, uh, I don't know if new footage uh, of Padme would would make the most sense. Yeah, uh, I think we could see some of the prequel footage used maybe in, yeah. in a way a flashback. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards. I don't think it's likely, but I'd be down if 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 it turned out to happen. Well, I'm hoping Disney just hits up the guy who who edited together the uh, Obi Wan has PTSD clip because that guy did some magic with some 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 previous clips of Star Wars and put some dramatic music to it, and uh, also wept watching that. <laughs> like I put, I mean, if if that guy can do it, we are going to be children <laughs> weeping watching this six part confined series and i'm so glad that it is don't i don't want any more show me some epic tale of obi-wan dealing with everything and depression and and anakin and his ptsd and and just growing accustomed to this suit i i i am so looking forward to being a comic book reader and it paying off like I know it's going to. We, we've, we've read so many Darth Vader comics now, so many lines now, and I, I just, I want it to flow so well together, and I think it's going, I cannot wait. It's crazy because they're, they're, you know, what we've seen are so far different in time. We're kind of right in the middle of what we've seen, so it's going to be really interesting to see where he's at. Um, and, and I'm sure there will be some, some, we'll see some kind of inner, I don't know, fussing in, in the empire because there's a lot going on and, and people trying to rise in the ranks and we'll see how vader kind of is like wait a second i thought i was the emperor's right hand man maybe i should go apologize to obi-wan kenobi for almost killing him <laughs> ochi ochi what's ochi doing i mean he's somewhere right uh so i cannot i cannot wait i i can't i can't believe that we've talked this much about this obi-wan show for as much as we already knew that it was happening that it was limited 
um, and, and what kind of what we want and expect. And then the bombshell of Hayden confirmed, and it's just like, hey, we could talk about it for hours. I, uh, I'm blown away. I, on Twitter, I saw that Star Wars, when they announced Hayden, they like put a little video with it. And I was mm. like, ooh, what's this? It's like a three-second clip of like sand blowing across the gorgeous. screen and then landing on the letters that spell out Obi-Wan Kenobi, which yeah. I loved. It made me think of Infinity War. <laughs> It yeah. made me think dark. It made me think Tatooine. It made me think that mm-hmm. I, I don't know. They're giving us that, no there could be bom- There could be bombshells. So they, they could literally drop huge bombshells in this limited series, and it changes everything. It could change everything. Everything that we thought we knew about Star Wars and in this time period and the characters that we love, it could be blown up into something great. Mind blown. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'd like to talk a little bit about just like the slate of everything coming and the timing yeah. and – uh, the spacing. I, I didn't see many dates. I'm trying to find like dates attached to many of these things. I can't find anything. I saw the Rogue Squadron, um, Patty Jenkins movie, yeah. was listed as Christmas 2023. So we're a full three years out from that. Yep. So I'm surprised that they're already releasing like a title. I don't know if that's just kind of a working title or if it'll, it'll mm-hmm. change. Um, but it was kind of shocking to see a, um, the next feature to be announced. I would have assumed would have been Taika's with. Yeah. Um, you know, a more concrete, like, date, potential title, yeah. um, potential just, like, general area of plot. But uh, they put out a tweet saying Tyka's going to have a great movie yeah. still, so he's still on board. But it, that was so surprising to me. And, and then um, on what you were saying, Michael, about, you know, this is a limited series, a one-off Cassian is supposed to be as well. Yep. And they release and they reveal in that sizzle reel that it's twelve episodes, so a longer one maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah Cassian's like supposed to be a one-off, I believe, and Obi Wan's a one-off. Um, so the the balance of like which one of these are going to be like long-running series versus just one-offs can yeah. help with maybe some of the like feeling that it's it's going to be a lot. Yeah. Um, I think Ahsoka is probably going to be more than one season. Um, and then, gosh, there's some of the animated stuff which we haven't talked about. Yeah. The, the Bad Batch um, little trailer thing they released looked cool. You can't really tell what's going on, but it looks like it's going to pick up <laughs> right kind of where the Clone Wars left off in the timeline, and yeah. it looks pretty cool. So I didn't get a chance to watch the Bad Batch one. We'll have to do it. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow night or something because, yeah, it, Luke's right. Like, if you're trying to get something out of that trailer and know what the hell's going on and are they fighting, you know, the other the other troop, we have not, you I cannot did, tell. You I cannot see, tell. I don't remember who it was. Somebody on Twitter, I don't know, E.K. Johnson maybe, tweeted and was like, so are they the bad guys? You cannot tell. So you, that the, makes sense. Half of it is literally ships flying into orbit of planets that's it like there's just so much of it and then i'm like am i watching clips of the clone wars you cannot well, tell I the guess difference i haven't seen it so yeah. i don't know just yeah. based on what you're saying if this is taking place after the clone wars ends i guess it's possible they would be fighting the other clones yeah, because that, order 66 and that was the big question yeah are they did this affect them at all are they like oh my god like what's happening and they you know turn on the jedi too or is it no they're running for their lives you couldn't tell from the trailer so i think let's let's take a look at it and maybe we can slow it down or something and other than the bad batch commando guys the only other character i recall seeing was tarkin tarkin was shown yes at the end there Uh, so that was interesting like of all the people that you're going to show you're going to show the main characters and then tarkin and that was it so i guess he might have a you know, a major role. And he seemed, it seemed like a fun 
happy moment. <laughs> I don't know. He's making a joke or something. I was like, what the hell is happening? So that one, uh, that one, you know, I'm looking forward to it, but I couldn't. I was hoping maybe to understand a little more where these guys stood post Order 66. No clue. Yeah. You got to slow the thing down to, to see who they're shooting at because you can't tell. Uh, another one, um, the Andor series. So this one, they do give a date, and I was a little disappointed. That it's 2022, and I get it. It's a pandemic. Oh. I feel very selfish and being disappointed about it, but I really thought that you know it was going to be happening fairly soon. We 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 heard uh, uh, Cassian himself, Diego Luna, uh, tell Jimmy Kimmel that they were shooting now. But and I see the sizzle reel, and I was like, oh my god, doing a reaction, and then <laughs> nope, it really wasn't so much a trailer, just kind of behind the scenes. Though I was very pleased to see these sets these creatures that it's going to feel really organic just like rogue one did and that's not to say that mandalorian doesn't feel organic but i feel like they're doing this one a little differently to tie it in very well with rogue one i of everything as pumped as i was there talking about obi-wan i am so ready for this series and and i've surprised myself yeah and Diego Luna is yeah. an executive producer on this series which is, which awesome. is fantastic it and is. He knows the character so well because he's played him, and he's a huge Star Wars fan. You can Big definitely, nerd. you can definitely tell. I, I wasn't when I walked out of watching Rogue. I was blown away. I loved it, but like Diego Luna wasn't really why I loved it. It's taken me time to watch it over and over and be like, man, he killed it. He killed it, and I'm now more pumped than anything to watch this series and see him kind of continue that and to have some humor. I was hoping to see a little humor with K two. Didn't get it, but hey, save it. I'm down. But I'm just I'm so looking forward to this. We really didn't get much out of it, but but Luke, are you pleased to see? I mean, I think I think ninety percent of that that sizzle reel was uh, showing our our artists making these creations, and and it looked really heavy on creatures and and practical kind of effects that we we seem to enjoy, and that we got a lot of in Rogue One. Are, are, are you feeling it? Yeah, it brings me back to what I said about Patty Jenkins, the the personal way that that her video yeah. hits you. And, and how how personal the, the project seems to her. Same for Diego Luna when he I loved when he talked about um, you know this this bittersweet feeling he had going to the premiere of Rogue One yeah. because he knew his character dies yeah. and that this was going to be you know a one off and he was done and he was out of Star Wars um, and, and so we're talking about his his um, his joy his thrill at, at getting to come back to the character. Yeah. and give give the backstory more um so that that really pleased me to see hit it seemed genuine i mean i know that, you know people can put this stuff on mm-hmm. um but but that sentiment feel, felt genuine to me and again it was comforting to me that, that people have these very strong personal connections to these things because i think i think that bodes well so that that was my favorite part other than like you said seeing the sets yeah it, um it got me excited. Yeah, they must be decently far along, given some of the set shots they still showed oh, you yeah. and all the the creature prosthetic work and, and yeah. all that. Yeah. Not to mention, yeah. like in this is real in a lot of the scenes when they were like testing it out and stuff. Everyone was wearing masks, so you know it was oh, a yeah. recent. Absolutely. Those are recent clips, and it also makes me feel like I forget, guys. What's the behind the scenes documentary that they did for the Mandalorian the series? Oh yeah, the Disney gallery. gallery. Yeah, yeah, I feel like. This is, to me, the way that they filmed this sizzle reel kind of makes me feel like they're going to do one of those 
for um, the Andor series as well. And this Absolutely. is probably footage from the gallery for Andor. God, I don't know. Like, it's it's cool. Like, it's cool to see behind-the-scenes stuff for, like, animated stuff and, and meet the, the voice actors and, and, and the designers and stuff. But, man... When you're with the sculptors and you're seeing all these cool, this concept art and stuff, like, man, it blows me, it blows me away. It's a huge reason why I love the, uh, the director and the Jedi, uh, uh, special from the last Jedi. I thought that was super cool. And we're getting more of that now with all this live action stuff happening. They're just like, we are paying 10 people to just do B roll and behind the scenes stuff. I'm down. I'm so down. Um, and you can do that a little more easily on a television set than you really can like a huge kind of movie set. Also, um, I remember a celebration in Chicago. They had, yeah. there was a movie that they showed like a really quick clip. Well, it was probably like 20 minutes or so of how the set directors and the artists created the set in the original trilogy and how they created the creatures yeah. and how they did the noises and how they like put it all together with the sounds and stuff because yeah. that technology that we have today didn't really exist back then. Yeah. And I just think it's so fascinating to see like the differences between what happened back then and what's happening now and how some of the same people are still working. Yeah. Like yeah. I just, I love that. Like these people are so invested and believe in what they do so much that they're still there. Yeah. It's, it was awesome. It, it definitely got me hyped. It definitely got me hyped. Um, and guys, there's so much more. So there's just a couple of the kind of smaller things. There's a Star Wars Vision series, um, which is really cool. It's they're going to do more of an anthology, an anthology collection uh, of shorts, and, and they're going to have an anime flair and anime style to them, which anime fans have been begging for a star wars something for a long time uh and and it hasn't really happened so much yet i think uh uh was it uh god i forget the name resistance was it was that what it was the the animated series yes. Luke? forgetting the name resistance yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was probably the closest anime fans have really gotten to anything in star wars so that i think that's cool for them and then there's going to be another uh selection of shorts for uh droids called a droid story which is going to be amazing and it's going to be kind of run by r2 and c3po and, and apparently there's going to be a new droid hero i'm, I'm super down for that i just L- love like, the little shorts what luke mentioned this briefly earlier but um leslie headlands mm-hmm. is this good series that's coming it's, yeah. it's that like thriller one the acolyte oh holly you were you're ahead of me well yeah i'm ready to talk about it now well, i'm ready to talk <laughs> about it too because it's 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 that, and uh, um, yeah, we're excited about Ahsoka, but I mean, we, it, it, the Mandalorian's doing exactly what we said it was going to do. It was, it was to spin off an Ahsoka show, and, and, and now that we know, she may not make another appearance. That may be it. Who knows? Because um, yeah. all they say is she, her show is going to be taking place at the same time as the Mandalorian, so that's pretty much what we know. We kind of... Uh, ha- we'll speculate on kind of what we think is going to happen there, so... Uh, but let's let's talk about the acolyte holly yeah. because I, I i could be the most excited for this of the new things that we're learning about what what intrigues you okay so they said the acolyte's a mystery thriller that will mm-hmm. take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging, you love shadows and secrets i so, love I mean, shadows and secrets right up your alley that's right and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the high republic era mm. so i feel like we're bridging well starting to bridge that gap between the High Republic, and then into what we already know. Yeah. And I think that's something that we questioned on earlier podcasts, you know, like what 
happens. I think yeah. we're going to find out. Or at least yeah. we're going to start to get an idea of what happens. And I just love the shows that are a little bit darker. There mm-hmm. are dark things yeah. that happen in all of Star Wars. I mean, that's part of it. Even in The Mandalorian, some of the... I mean, there's a lot of topics that are super dark, especially in like Rebels. Yeah. But I just think having a show like dedicated to kind of showing how this stuff is coming into play yeah. and maybe where it's coming from or why it's coming from. I just, I don't know. I'm very excited about that. It's such an unknown time period for the dark side. When we were getting hyped for the, for the, uh, for the high Republic, we're like, yeah, the Jedi are at the, the, the top of their game and it's the golden age of the Jedi and the Republic. We know that we know that they're going to have some reckoning to where they, you know, start to kind of maybe punish themselves and not allow themselves to maybe have these feelings or whatever they're having before. But then we're, we're all asking, okay, well, what about the dark side? Yeah. We, we got these, the, Plus, we got the Nile, we've got these yeah. these other folks that are out there that are, are, are big baddies, but they're not necessarily our, 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 our very well-known opponents. Well, the and Jedi. the show is called The Acolyte. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, mm-hmm. is this someone new or like a new group that we don't know about? Or is this going to be any other groups that we just mentioned? Yeah. This is like the Sith? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Because we, 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 we think about... And we, all of our speculation comes from our knowledge of the EU and Legends material of the old Sith Empire and then the rule of two. And then from then on out, it was really just a couple of people that seemed to be practicing and that harnessed all this dark side energy. And that's why they're so powerful. But it's like, it's a big galaxy. A lot of people that probably coveted and worshipped that dark side energy from long ago, and it wasn't just Palpatine, it wasn't just Plagueis, it wasn't just these these big Sith lords. I mean, from the past. I just learned today. I started reading the um, Rise of Skywalker novelization, yeah. and like a chapter and a half in, like I literally just learned that like Palpatine's harness is actually something that was used by a Sith king like way back, and that's canon. Yeah. So. I'm like, I feel like there's so much about this stuff that I'm just like, I have, I've never heard of any of this. Holly, there was a Sith Emperor that literally consumed the energy of its planet to, to gain power. Like there's, there's weird stuff that's happened in the past. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to start creating a foundation for some of this dark side lore and knowing what it becomes eventually. But like, just kind of out. I, I I just want something so different from what we've ever ever heard. Uh, Luke, are you, are you excited about the acolytes? It is a little dark, um, but like Holly said, it's they, they're calling it a thriller. Is that Holly? Was that a not a not a true crime? It's a mystery, a thriller. mystery thriller. That's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I uh, I think it's a you know big thing that you brought up the the Plagueis yeah word because when we look at these things that are often a territory we really know little about. We can't help but but attach to something, some yep. familiar thought, some familiar idea to try to grapple with it. And, and that's where my head's going. Um, and looking up the timeline for the High Republic era, uh, it says anywhere from 300 years prior to the Battle of Yavin to 100 years prior to the Battle of Yavin. So yeah. that's really... Um, not that far off from episode one territory because episode one is doing the math 30 some years before battle of yavin Mm -hmm. so we're talking about 70 years before um episode one could be the tail end of the high republic uh so to me like yeah that 
I don't I don't know what um, you know Pelagus's species is in New Canon or how long lived he might have been, um, or if you know this creator uh, Lena Headley, well, you know would bring in a connection like that, or if she was just given full reign to do whatever she wanted, and if she wasn't um, like a, a prequels. EU nerd that maybe she doesn't yeah. care about Plagueis but uh, that's the only thing I can my mind can go to it at this point knowing nothing else about this thing but it being suggested there's going to be maybe some dark side energy to it to the mystery part of it perhaps uh, could could some um, character be stumbling across some, some plots that Plagueis is putting in motion in these time periods yeah. Oh, Ollie, we may have that mystery podcast that you always wanted. Guys, that I could, have been talking be... about yeah. a true crime Star Wars crossover since we started yeah. this dang podcast. There may be, you may have to do investigations into this show. I, I mean, don't know. Hey, may... this is unexplored yeah. territory, right? So, yeah, no, it's, it is, and, that, and the only thing we know when we hear acolytes, you think kind of these dark side worshippers, followers, those that like kind of covet yeah. the, the the these legends, so to speak. So you had. In the in the aftermath series, we heard reference to them, and and they were seeking relics of of, of Vader and, and all these people, and and then we hear in the Rise of Skywalker novel that on Mustafar there's acolytes there guarding the Wayfinder or whatever, maybe Vader's temple, uh, the remnants of it there. It's that's really all we really know, unless there's something that I'm I'm missing there. So it's. It is open-ended, a huge shock. I, I thought this was we, – we were kind of wondering, like, okay, we were going to get into the dark side, kind of what's going on when everything's so great in the Republic. And it yeah. seems like this could be the, the kindling here that's going to that's gonna ignite something really epic. Have any of you – any of you, either of you <laughs> – I mean, any of the dog, anybody? <laughs> Jimmy, have either of you read the chapters of the High Republic stuff that's been released oh, yet? Nope. We're going to have to do that. We're gonna have to do that. We, I know, yeah. I haven't. I already love the High Republic. Okay. I don't know. I'm just really excited about it. Something I am too. new, and that's what I've been saying that I wanted. I think it's great that we're getting this other content. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka, Obi Wan, Andor's yeah. kind of new. I, I think that's all great. Yeah. But I'm like excited for like new, new. No, absolutely. Uh, something else we haven't even mentioned. It's this Rangers of the New Republic, which. I was so pumped about because this second season of The Mandalorian, we're seeing these these X-Wing pilots, and, and you're kind of getting glimpses of, like, the New Republic and, like, uh, what they're trying to do, and, and it doesn't seem like maybe they're as well-established as, as we all thought the New Republic was, and now it's like, okay, but all they tell us is Rangers of the New Republic, a new original series set within the timeline of The Mandalorian. Okay, cool, but I'm down. But I, I would love to hear more about the struggle and, and recruitment. And how are you going to convince these people to, to join a cause, you know, that's caused so much destruction in the past? Um, and, and not, you know, not everyone was on the side of the rebels. So it, having these folks creating a new government, uh, it's going to be difficult to convince. Cara Dune, great example. You know, it's really struggled. Eventually, it seems like she joined there, but... Uh, Lots happened, so I'm kind of excited to see more about just generally what's going on. I think this could be a series that kind of gives us a little bit of that backstory. It was a little disappointing that you know we're just hey, there's this new republic, and then it immediately blows up in the sequel trilogy. You're like okay, and then the aftermath trilogy comes along, you get some hints of it, but nothing really to kind of flesh out and say here's what it was, uh, and and here's what here were its problems or, or whatever. 
So I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, is there anything else? I don't think we're missing anything here. Is there anything else? The Lando show. We didn't the say Lando about. show. I a surprise. I'll say. I mean, none of us knew anything about. It. I think a lot of people were were pushing for a solo too, which I'm down. Uh, yeah, I think that's awesome. Maybe some potential here in the Lando show to continue that relationship. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm assuming Childish is coming back to reprise his role. Uh, Luke, it seems like that has to be. I can't imagine Billy D coming back and doing a, a full a full series. This is America. <laughs> this is America. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see Donald Glover back. Um, you know, as excited as I am about all these announcements, I have to take certain things with a grain of salt because yeah. again, we we were told that Ryan Johnson was going to do maybe a whole trilogy of movies, yeah. and yep. his name is nowhere to be found. Um, Dan and Dave from or Dan and Dave, yeah, Dan and Dave from Game, Game of Thrones were signed on yeah. to do a whole slate of movies yeah. at one point, and they're gone. So when I see like Cassian has sets and there's filming, it looks like going on and everything. And we know like Obi-Wan's happening very yeah. soon. Um, Ahsoka is definitely happening with, you know, the spinoff of Mandalorian bad batch happening. It looks like it's probably pretty much done. And I bet it's going to come out next year other than like maybe Amanda season three, maybe the only thing we get for 2021. So um, Holly, I think we'll have time to dig into the higher public because I don't think, <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of 2021 um, content in terms of shows or movies. Uh, so there's certain things that seem a lot more concrete uh, and, and like, yeah, this is, this is going to happen. But there's other things that seem like they fall closer to the yeah. Ryan Johnson trilogy, Dan and Dave from Game of Thrones movies category where it's like, doesn't this sound great? Yeah. <laughs> it's three, four, five years off yeah. in the future. So who knows if, a year from now, it's still on the board. Um, I mean, this all seems like a, a bigger deal than some of those earlier announcements. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'm being a little harsh on it, but the, the Lando one seemed to be kind of uh, the least far along in the yeah. process from some of the other ones. So I guess we'll kind of... It did have the, the creator showrunner type figure attached to it Justin um, Simeons is that how you say his name yeah. I don't know um, so that's at least a positive sign that there's a name attached but again we've had we've had names attached, attached to things before so um, I'm I just I don't want to speculate as much about about that one um, at this point because it does seem the, le- the least concrete and maybe some of them but one, one question that just comes to mind of the overall s- slate in the the direction of the franchise is um are there enough? Are there enough Jedi? Is there enough of the Force? I think we we talked about this. I think when we talked about like the new Thrawn series coming out, which I have yet to feel a strong enough pull to pick that book up yet. It just hasn't like pulled me yet. Yeah. Um, because I feel like it's going to be starting to drift further away from what really feels like the core of Star Wars. Yeah. And so I wonder with all these shows, um, if that's an issue. I mean, we got. Obi-Wan, Jedi, Force-focused, no doubt. Ahsoka, Force-Jedi-focused. Grogu brings that through the Mandalorian. So, But, you know, Bad Batch, Cassian, the you know Rogue Squadron, 
the the Rangers. They might, you know, who knows? They might just be more like military movies, mm-hmm. um, adventure movies set in the the Star Wars universe. And I just wonder. Um, it's always in my mind, like what that balance is going to be. Of do you how much force, how much Jedi do you need for it to still feel solidly Star Wars? Are you off in this different place that's just kind of got some of the window dressing of Star Wars, but doesn't doesn't really have the heart of it? Yeah, I yeah. think that maybe on one of the podcasts in the near future, we need to revisit that question that I think we asked a few months back, which was like in the casual council, I think what, like, what does star Wars mean? Yeah. Like for something, a book, a movie, a TV show for it to feel like star Wars, yeah. what does it have to have? And that, that, that star Wars, that not good versus evil, but like you and Luke were saying like that, that, that force, that, that, that mystical, you know, mm, je ne sais pas, um, or je ne sais quoi. My French escapes me. Uh, maybe that's something they are saving for these big milestone movies. And that may not even be the Taika movie. That may not even be, um, you know, the Rogue Squadron. But but that may be something that they're saving. Um, maybe not the the the, the saga that, that that Skywalker saga seems to be done. But maybe they're saving that. Maybe it's time to kind of, you know spend some time on what else is going on in the galaxy. And, and like, like Luke said, yeah, we all kind of thought with the Mandalorian, like, okay, I'm not going to be a lot of the force. And then like, yeah, episode one, we got this little guy who's just like super magically powerful. And it's like, that was, you know, right out of left field. So I think, I think, I think, I think it's a a fantastic question. Uh, I'd love to be in some of those discussions as to, you know, even what's beyond this. But I think I think there's a lot to uh, there's a lot that warrants Luke's concerns because that shot of Kathleen Kennedy with all those titles behind her at the investor reveal was oddly similar to the last time we saw that. And there was a Yoda movie. There was the Rogue One movie. There was this other. There's all these other things we were supposed to get and it never happened. And we're kind of getting a reset. But I think, you know, like at that point when, when Disney had acquired this material, people were like, okay, what are you going to do with it? It's like, well, here's all this ideas we have. And then now when you have post-sequel trilogy, you have quite a few people that said that was garbage. You shouldn't be running Star Wars. But then you have some people that enjoyed it and they said, okay, now what? So it's almost like you got to say, okay. Here's where your money's going. You also have to remember that now we have Disney Plus. So they have a platform where they can release these and it's all within their control. They don't need a movie theater. They don't need to team up with a streaming service. They don't need to ask a network to take them on. These are things that they can create themselves, set the budget, make it happen, and then decide when they're going to release it and then just do it on their own platform. So I feel like that kind of gave them a little bit of a leg up on yeah. saying like, Hey, we're confident that these things are going to happen. Yeah. We just need a timeline. Yeah. Look at the success of our one show I for know. the star Wars, you know, that's, that's live action. It's, 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 it's setting records now oh. for the, for the streaming platforms. So, yeah, but you're right. And you got to remember, yep. it's all about that money. How, yep. what, how, what's the biggest return on our investment? And with these television series, a little smaller investment, you know, not as big actors you're paying. Um, but we're, I mean, there's big names though coming into these, some of these movies too. So look, I will say this. I did see that Harrison Ford's coming back for the Indiana Jones 
Is he really? That's coming. I'm pretty sure. Did they say that? Yeah, they did say that. Yeah. Interesting. So. I saw James Mangold. Was he directing? That's freaking amazing. Yeah, I think so. Down with that. Um, not Star Wars. Not Star Wars, but Han Solo with a cowboy hat. Today was a huge day for Disney fans. There's a freaking Buzz Lightyear movie happening. I <laughs> was in the bathroom when I saw that, so my excitement <laughs> levels had to be tamed. But I was so blown away. I'm like, wait, it's not just Star Wars today? Like, I forgot so much of what was, was could be announced. It's just, it blew me away. I, I, I couldn't believe it. The Willow. Willow. circle of friends very excited about Willow. And oh, right? Star Wars Warwick Davis will be in Willow. Yes. You know? yeah. Willow... I used to watch Willow all the time when I was little. Like, my grandma had that on VHS. Yeah. And my brother and I would watch it. Some scenes were a little bit scary. Hey, like, when happens. they take the baby. and But, so good. It, it, there's a lot happening. Disney Plus is about to blow up, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'll also say this. There was a sizzle reel for the season two of Mandalorian today, and I watched it. And I don't know why I was expecting to see something new, but initially I was. But there was literally <laughs> no new footage. But I was getting chills, and I was so pumped. The way they cut that thing up and put it together with all the big reveals and stuff, it was sick. It was so that's, good. So give it a watch. That's give it a so watch funny it. because we have, what, two seasons left of The Mandalorian. Michael's like, I was really hoping I would see something Give new. me that sizzle reel for the final two episodes <laughs> of the season. Uh, I was just – today was – an incredible day. I'm, I'm exhausted it by it. It was it was Christmas early for Star Wars fans and Disney fans. I, I can't forget that there's a lot a lot of good stuff out there for everyone. I cannot wait to hear more about this Buzz Lightyear movie. <laughs> I, I'm so pumped. Uh, Toy Story was the first movie I ever saw in theaters, and it'll always be dear to my heart. And, uh, and I think Chris Evans is voicing, uh, which is amazing. Uh, so I'm down. Wait, so are, are they? Is this animated? Presumably, right? Yeah, it's from uh, it's live action, live Buzz action Buzz Lightyear, Pixar, and uh, I can't. I'll have to find it. I can't remember. Pix- they said Pixar and Disney, so I'm assuming it is. I wonder why they they recast because Tim Tim Allen did that voice in every so the, one of those movies. So yeah, but they called it. They're calling it the original Buzz Lightyear. So maybe it's like literally the first prototype or the first one made. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pumped. I'm down for it. I'm always down for a good Pixar release. Um, and it's a little dear to my heart, just like Star Wars. Um, boy, I was, guys, I was not expecting to have, uh, you know, three episodes of Flying Casual <laughs> release this week, but it's happening. It's uh, unexpected, but I'm here for it. I'm super down. I know these guys uh, are pumped for it. We're, I think we're all a little exhausted by all the information that came in today. Let it process. I think the Facebook group was in a little bit of shock. Yeah. And once they sleep on it, squat on it for a night, I think everyone's going to come back to the group tomorrow and really be able to flesh out their ideas and how they feel. Because I don't, it was a lot to process. It was a lot to process. So I know I'm going to go watch the Bad Batch trailer and slow it down to about, I don't know, 0.25. quarter of speed. Okay, great. So we could see who they're shooting at. Um, like Luke said, couldn't really tell shit from it. Uh, it looked cool, though, and I'm down. Um, there was a great speech. Uh, by Palpatine. That was terrifying. In the Bad Batch? In the Bad Batch. Trailer? Yes. There was, was a Palpatine speech? Yeah, it was him you know, initiating Order 66, essentially. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, and de- declaring the First Galactic Empire. Very menacing. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, anyway, 
Guys, I, I hope you enjoy this. I want to know your thoughts. There's a lot to process here, and I don't think we forgot any of the uh, uh, any of the new uh, new series coming out or movies. But uh, I'm sure we glossed over a little bit. But let us know what you think. We're going to take some time to process on this. We have the Mandalorian tomorrow, oh, yeah. so we'll be live streaming. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot, and I'm sure we're going to blend some things together, and I'm sure we're going to continue to talk about these for weeks and weeks and weeks to come, and I cannot wait for it. So, guys, if you enjoyed what you're hearing, uh, be sure to uh, like it on YouTube, uh, subscribe if you're listening on any podcast feed, uh, and give us a review. We, ne- we don't say that enough. We don't We don't blur- brag enough, Holly. We should ask, you know, hey, you mind lending a hand to the podcast? Give it a review. Give it a five-star. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Uh, we would really appreciate it if you guys did that. Uh, it really helps get the word out that fly casual is doing it right and i think we are i think we're having deep and sweaty conversations about what we love and that is star wars so if you guys are enjoying it do what you can to spread the word we appreciate that uh and guys we'll see you next time and uh so take care of each other out there be safe and may the force be with you all